Welcome back to the Dad Chronicle. I'm your host. I'm Alex Albisu. This is episode 46. And as always, you can go back and listen to other stories of fatherhood by visiting thedadchronicle.com. Today, we have a returning guest. Uh, this is Andy. Andy, uh, you want to say hi to the nice folks at home? Hello, everybody. All right. Good to see you, Good to see you again. Hi. Huh? Good to talk <laughs> to you guys again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you guys remember, Andy's story um, was a really inspiring one. Um, he kind of he shared what it was like to go through the loss of a child um, when his first son, Jordan, had passed. And now, uh, you know, you have Josh and a new addition to your family. And we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but first, uh, how have you been? Everything good? You, you sleeping? Uh he's he's been sleeping since like he was three months old so you know he's he's fine he's yeah but how are sleeps, you sleeps, sleeping so because great. you've got a whole new adventure ahead of you well i mean you know with you know having having one kid was was difficult enough all right but uh having a third child was that third well you know well, yeah third child in case, yeah. yeah in this case having a third child yeah is uh just so much more difficult. I mean, I it, like I. They they tell you that it is. They tell you that having you know a second child with you is. Uh, you know, they say the first you know, you know with the first child is easy. It's, you know, having two children is just like okay, it's difficult, and it's true. It is so completely true. Yeah, and why don't you introduce us to your new addition to the family? All right, so we've got Ava. Ava was born uh, September 14th at 12.41 p.m. She was 6 pounds, 4 ounces, and 19 inches long. Wow, congratulations, man. It's so exciting. Thank you. I was so excited to see that. I also, you you know, the other thing that... um, that actually, you know, struck me was how much she looks like Jordan. And that's just from my, yeah. at least me and, you know, my, my limited time seeing him. But uh, that that mm-hmm. was a very stark thing for me when I saw her picture. So we are not, we are not unaware of that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we, the first thing, well, all right, so when she was in utero and we would try to, uh, we would try to get, you know, the 3d pictures. I know you've been there with, with Arya. Yep. So, um, you know, when we tried to see any, any pictures, she'd always cover her face. So we had honestly no idea what she looked like. Wow. And, and then when she was born, the first thing, like, We'll get into, you know, everything that happened so to kind of explain, you know, how we first saw her. But when we first really got to see her, um, you know, and hold her and all that, it was like we're looking at her going, Holy crap. Yeah. Because not not here's the thing. Not only did she not only does she look like Jordan, but her stats and specs were really? Yeah, that's weird, um, man. I, mm, you know, so, so so Jordan was born at twelve fifty nine p.m. Sorry, twelve fifty eight. I've got Stacy in the room, so twelve fifty eight p.m. <laughs> She's gonna keep you honest, dude. 
She's going to keep me way honest. Let's put it that way. She's been keeping me honest for, you know, 18 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so he was born at 12.58 p.m. He was six pounds, five ounces, and he was also 19 inches long. Oh, my God. It's uncanny. Yeah. I, that's it's weird. It's I and j- just to remind folks at home, um, you know, unfortunately, Jordan had passed away. Um, how how old was he? Jordan was seven weeks old. Seven weeks old, and um, yeah. so we didn't have very much time with Jordan uh, on in this no. world, and and uh, I felt like that was just something extremely special when I saw that, and I, and I've been actually very eager to talk to you about how uh, uncanny that resemblance was uh, when when she joined you. So, um, yeah. h- how is she doing? Well, so we're with both of the boys. Both boys had problems eating, okay. um, you know, in, in general. Like, you know, they both were very thin. Um, it got to a point where with, with Josh, not only did we have to really start supplementing, but um, we – so if you're doing formula, you know, for, for every two ounces, it's one scoop of formula. Right. So his doctor had had us doing for every for every two ounces, doing two scoops of formula. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Um. So with Ava, sorry, give me one second. That's all right. Sorry, I don't know if you've had this with uh, with with Arya yet, but Josh has a favorite stuffed animal. Uh-huh. And we can't find him right now. Oh no! Yeah. So, oh uh, boy, is he gonna, is he going to be okay? He's going to be fine. But uh, you know, we uh, we had to go over, and um, we're, we're calling my in laws right now to see if maybe he took uh, the stuffed animal with him in the car. Oh to, no. The school today. So yeah. uh, Aria goes right. through this thing where if so we have this little it, it, we call her name is Violet and she's like a bear and she she plays music. She can't go to sleep unless Violet is playing her music at night. Okay. It's it's uh, it's funny how kids have that. You know, it's like an anchor almost at nighttime mm-hmm. that kind of like gets them through that separation from mom and dad and then you know being able to go to sleep. That's like her anchor just hearing that music, which is really interesting. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah no, so it, it's fine. No, so with with Josh, it's it's he calls it Hershey Bear because it's actually from Hershey Park, and it's a uh, um, it's a blue bear with a like a silver Hershey kiss as a hat. Oh, nice. That's yeah. great. That's great. So you were so, talking about how uh, how the kids are a little different in eating. With uh, with uh, yeah. with so with Ava, what what's her what's her eating like? Is she staying pretty regular or what? So not only is she regular, but she's already taking around um four ounces. Oh which my for her, gosh! Yeah. I, I, okay, not even a month old, and she's doing that much. At at times, yeah. Holy cow! Um, yeah. So. Like what's really insane in this case uh, is that she uh, – so like when she was born, you uh-huh. know, when, when, when they take the blood sugars initially, they have to be doing you – know, they have to hit like 45 right, or higher. So she, you know, we get her blood taken you – know, her, her blood sugar test done, 
and it goes, oh, wait, no, I'm not going to do 45. I'm going to do like 51 or something like oh, that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, which is no, which is good. It needs to be that. Yeah, it needs to be I know. Yeah. But like yeah. just the so fact that, that it's, I mean, that's aggressive. Like it's good, you know? Mm, yeah. Well, then try this. They have to t- retake it another an hour later. And they do. And it's like 60 something. So, oh my gosh. Like, all, yeah. So the nurses and everybody are going, okay, no. So this is, this is good. This is really good. We see that she is, uh, and that she's gaining, that her blood sugars are fine and all yeah. that. Um, yes. Yeah, so, it's got a hell of a metabolism. Just constantly she, wanting yeah. to eat. That's great. Oh, she's, she's always eating. That is she's great. All- That's a good thing. I, I, hey, she's going to be a healthy, well, big, healthy kid. That's great. I mean, it, it, it is good. It is good, but the problem we run into is that with how often she's eating, I'm tired. <laughs> I am so, so tired. I hear you. And so so what's her sleep schedule like right now? Is she up every few hours or what? Uh, so at night, she'll wake up twice a night. Okay, that's not – well – I mean, it sucks. Well, my, it's well, not well, too mind. bad, though. Well, so keep in mind. So Stacy is Stacy, you know, is producing. You know, but she's not producing as much as we as she would like, okay. or as we would like, I should say. So in this case, um, you know, we are supplementing at night, or we're doing only formula at night. Right. So with formula, you know, you can have a child go from you know between four to five hours of not having to eat. Yeah. True. Oh my gosh, um, I can't imagine also I can't imagine how much formula formula you guys must be going through right now. Like uh, you're doing the the baby infant stuff, right? Like that's and that stuff's expensive, man. Good thing Similac has coupons. Hell yeah, they do. Oh, and and when you have a new kid, like, oh, by the way, parents, if you're listening to this and you're like we're about to have kids, sign up for all the newsletters, all the coupons, everything you can. Oh my god. It's yeah, and like the number of points you get, it's like, yeah. hey, you know, if I, I go over and I buy five things of Simlock, I get one free. Yeah. And that's like a just like a thirty dollar like thing of, of baby yeah. formula right there. So you're you like, know? Yeah, it's, might as well. And it's gonna get eaten. Like you might as well do it. Like that's, right. that's the thing. Oh, and you know, speaking of like eating a lot, I don't know. I don't know if I told you about this. Um, I don't know. Even, I don't even know if I've shared this on the show, but we, so, so this is how you can tell Aria is my wife's daughter. Not, not only because, you know, she came out of her and everything, but the fact that, that Aria Wait, was, yeah, no yeah, believe it or not. Uh, so Aria, um, has been, you know, doing whole milk and stuff. And supposedly Deanna, had, they had to like cut Deanna back when she was like one or something back to like 2% or 1% milk because of how much milk that she was drinking. So Ari mm-hmm. was drinking so much milk that like, I think it's like a thousand calories that kids have to consume in a day. She consumed, it's, it's some, yeah. she, she consumed 600 of that in milk, just in oh milk. God. So you could imagine how how many gallons of oh milk that we would go God. through in like you know and so so i mean when we I, heard that I, we were like oh okay we gotta cut that back yeah i mean uh, i look i i do like a glass of milk i i'll drink it with my cereal yeah I, by the way uh and and stacy makes fun of me for this um i will go over and i will i will not have milk in a bowl with my cereal i will however drink it on the side 
You know, I'll still, really? you know, I'll still eat my, yeah, but I'll still eat my cereal with a spoon. So she and one of my best friends and pretty much everybody that knows me makes fun of me for the fact that, oh, hey, by the way, Andy eats cereal dry with a spoon and drinks milk on the side. I'm not going to lie. It's weird, man. It's weird. I mean, everybody, it is what it is. You know, my father-in-law told, told stories about when he was kind of, uh, you know, living as a poor college kid, he used to mm-hmm. go and buy, um, uh, cocoa puffs and then just put mm-hmm. water in the bowl instead of milk. I feel like that's worse. Like that, 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 that that's, that's, that's just gross. That's not even that's like, like just like an awkward thing. Like that's gross. That seems like sacrilegious in a way. I mean, I don't get me wrong. You know, I, I don't, I don't eat like, again, I don't eat them with, uh, with milk, but I mean, but you're consuming the milk. It's all going to the same place, you know? So yeah, yeah, it's still going in my it's still going in my stomach. Yeah, so. that's funny, man. Yeah. That that is I yeah. did not know that about you. I think that's that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, well, you could t- you, know. you could tell Stacy that I agree that it is a weird thing. So, uh, hey, Stace, Alex agrees with you and everybody else about me eating cereal. She just said I'm weird. <laughs> yes, he is. So so why don't we uh, shift gear the gear back to your daughter? Um, and, and I want to hear your perspective. Here you are as a father of a daughter now you've had a couple boys and you know you've been through that emotion what was it like you know kind of feeling like you know oh my gosh we have a girl now uh i mean to start with it was scary yeah Um, it it was this idea of you know okay i get i've gotten used to the idea of having a boy in the house um you know he enjoys being a little rough and tumble uh, you know, that kind of thing. He, he's got like, he, he has no fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid during th- this kid, one of our best friends, they had a house with a pool and we were going out to their place for their barbecues and such. And he's got his floaties on. He's three years old and he's jumping off their diving board. And I'm sitting there going, I, are you kidding me right now? Wow. Like, what a stud. Yeah. Like the funny thing is we all saw like everybody that's in the pool. saw him doing this. We all swam to the, we, we all swam to the diving board surrounded the diving board just in case. Like, okay, Josh, you can come in. He just jumps right in. doesn't care. Yeah. Fearless. He just comes right up. Yeah. Just comes right up and starts swimming to the side. We're like, right, what? Uh, what did this, what did this just happen? Yeah. You know? Fearless. Um, but so having a daughter, um, it's weird because like, you know, it, it's been three years down the road so call it like you know two and a half years since i've been a, you know since i've had like an infant right yeah, sure and it's you're almost having to like you know like get back on the bicycle after falling off of it yeah you know um well especially because i'm sure that they are they, they you know i mean really it's like any kid whether they're girl or boy it's like it's kind of like what you said earlier your second kid is going to be completely different and make you go through a whole new whirlwind of like challenge, you know, because oh, yeah. it's a different type of challenge. Yeah. Like, you know, I went into this thinking, okay, you know, I got the idea. I know what I'm doing. It's going to be, it's going to be a breeze. Everything will come back to me. Nope. Nope. <sighs> but nope. are you anticipating now? Like, are you anticipating her not being quite as like brave and, and crazy as, as your boy is, or is this, just like anticipating double the trouble or what? Uh, I think she's going to actually be more of like double the trouble in this case. Oh, um, well, and the reason why is that, you know, like since Josh has no fear, she's going to see he has no fear. Yeah. And I mean, he's taken to her 
like a fish to water. He. Oh, that's so cute, man. Yeah. Like to kind of prepare him, we were, um, we would have him watch Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. And it turns out in season five, the first episode, you find out that, oh, wait, Mama, Mom Tiger is going to have a baby. Mm, Great. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's like, you know, so they kind of, you know, go through getting ready, getting the bedroom ready, all that. And he's got some, concern like he doesn't like the fact he's gonna have to like give some of his old stuff away from when he has a baby and all that talking him through that josh didn't have any of that so far like mm, josh okay. did pretty good with that so you know by the in the second episode there's the baby yeah and when we were telling him you know that you know mommy's gonna have a baby sister for you and all that we started showing him those episodes and he started wanting to watch all the other episodes of baby margaret and baby margaret is daniel's little sister and so the first moment he got to see her, um, he wanted to hold her. Yeah. Oh, that's and so cute, man. Like he like I'll be I'll be sitting on the couch holding her, watching TV, and he'll come sidling up next to me on the couch and he'll kind of just lean over and put his head on my shoulder and put one hand like on her head because she has a full head of hair. Yeah. Uh, and, and he'll just kind of, you know, play with her hair a little bit. And she's just asleep on my shoulder. That's so cute. You know, it's yeah, he he loves being a big brother. He's always checking on her to see how she's doing. Um, it, it's really just a great thing to see that we've prepared, that we've prepared him like that. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, um, man. Do you do you mind actually diving a little bit more into like what it was like when Josh found out he was going to be a brother, and then also like what it was like when he actually like when he met her for the first time. So when we first told him that he was going to be a big brother, um, he was still young. I mean, he he wasn't. He, he was didn't maybe, really appreciate it, or but like he, didn't understand the substance behind it. Yeah, he didn't really understand it too much. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and wait, how old was he? Found, how old was he? Like two and a half? He was like two and a half, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you know what? That yeah. is still pretty young. Yeah. I mean, so he was, he was like two and a half. He, he was just still not quite sure about it, you know. Um, <coughs> oh, he, oh, excuse me. It's okay. You know, so he was kind of having to get used to it or get used to the idea of it. It was it was one of those things where, you know, you're trying to explain it to him. And it's like, you know, you, you're going to be a big brother, just like daddy's a big brother to, you know, to your aunt and how your uncle is a big brother to your mommy, you know, that kind of thing. And he didn't quite get it. And that's why we started using Daniel Tiger, uh, Daniel Tiger's neighborhood to kind of teach him. And so when we told him that he was going to be a big brother to a little sister, he still didn't quite get it. Yeah. You know, he because he kept he kept flipping back and forth he's like i want a baby brother i want a baby sister I, I, like every time we say he wants a baby brother like you're not getting a baby brother sorry dude uh, <laughs> it's just not happening yeah and then, but if he goes you know i want a baby sister like yeah you're, you're gonna be you're gonna have a baby sister you, you are that's how excited are you yeah i'm excited okay good you know that kind of thing yeah. um but uh so you know when the baby finally came um, the first time he got to see her, he he couldn't touch her or anything because of the fact that he was coughing and such. It, it was seasonal yeah. allergies. He's got some horrible allergies, I'll tell you. Oh, but uh, yeah, but so because we were in the nursery, I was in the nursery with Ava, 
um, and I was able to bring them in, uh, they, he couldn't touch her at all. Right. Like they, they, they heard him cough and they're like, nope, they're out of here, which, you know, is completely understandable. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. you know, at that, you know, he was three, he was yeah. three years old at that point. Better safe than and sorry, man. You don't want to mess with that. There's newborns there. And exactly. it was, you know, and it was like, you know, tier two of like the, of the, um, the neonatal intensive care unit, you know, like right before they get stepped up to be able to go into the parents' rooms and all that, right. or be able to be taken home, that kind of thing. You know, so it, it's that fear that's there. So I got it. You know, I understood it. So once, once he was actually, once Ava was actually in the room with us um, at the hospital, you know, he was able to come in. We got a picture. We got a great picture of, uh, of him holding her. Uh, and my, my brother-in-law actually got like a, uh, like a glass, like picture i'm not sure what to call it um but it's 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 a piece of glass but it's got the image like fused into it and it's it's really nice yeah i know what you're talking about oh of him oh okay that's cool yeah and it's just an adorable picture like he's looking at her and she's asleep in his arms and you, you can see that there's that love there yeah um but yeah i mean he's i don't think he knows what he's in for as she gets older yeah yeah, I mean, there's but, not a lot of context, right? Like he's he's got such a limited experience of seeing what sibling relationship actually is in that sort of phase of life. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to kind of kind of follow his journey specifically and see what happens, like like how he starts to really embrace. And you know, I'm sure at at times, like fighting the fact that he's now got competition when it comes to mom and dad. You know, the, again, that's the funny thing is, you know, we keep going back to Daniel Tiger with this because even uh, even this evening he was watching an episode where um, they actually, you know, they actually work with him to understand that there's time for you and baby too. Yeah, true. and it's the it's the idea that you know, again, we know you are here and we love you just as much as we loved you before. In fact, we love you even more now because of the fact that you are a big brother and you love your little sister. And we love her just as much as we love you, but there are times when we have to divide up our time. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, a, and that's a really that, great way. I, I love the way you put that, and I hope the folks listening at home kind of hear the way that that was positioned because I think that that's a really great way to kind of tell your kid that, hey, look, I mean, we we still love you just as much, if not even more, now. Um, now that yeah. you know you are a sibling, I think that that's a really awesome way to put it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are times when I do not get along with my sister, you know, but, you know, and there are times when, you know, when Stacy doesn't get along with her brother. But the yeah. fact is that, you know, the the love that the love that, you know, my parents have for my sister and myself, it hasn't, you know, changed. Yeah. And the same thing, you know, for Stacy's parents with you know her and her brother exactly it's that thing the nice thing is is that seeing that he seeing that josh is really i mean he really does care for her i mean he's constantly saying i want to feed her i want to hold her and he doesn't like the fact that you know he can't always do it yeah oh poor kid uh, that, 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 isn't that isn't that it, it's like it's sweet but like he has to understand that hey that like you know they just, you got to be gentle 
we're, we're dealing with a a newborn and this is a, it's a good learning experience but it's so cute to see that he is you know he wants to be so invested in his sister i think that that's really fun very much so um, yeah no, it's absolutely true yeah, and and now I want to I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, before we started recording this show, when we were kind of uh, coordinating some logistics and and stuff, you shared with me um, what had happened uh, leading up to Ava's birth um, that I, I I didn't know about, um, and it kind of took me by surprise. And I wanted to dive into that a little bit more. Do you mind sharing with the audience a little bit about what happened? Uh, yeah, and I, I did, you know, get this okay by uh, by Stacy to talk about it too. Um, sure. You know, it's, it, it, everything happened to her. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. So, Stacy was induced on the thirteenth of September. Uh, everything seemed to be going well. She, you know, her water naturally broke, which in this case it was the first time for her happening. Both times before, uh, her water had to be broken by the doctor or by the nurse in this case. Um, so, you know, her water broke and she had called in the nurse and the nurse came in and started prepping the room. And then she saw that the baby's heart decelerated. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so at that point they went in and they called up, um, they would call up everybody and they came in and they checked and they found that, um, the baby had, in this case, the Ava had actually gone back up into Stacy and instead of her being face up and head first, like you would expect her to, right. She was face down and head first. Oh instead. God. Yeah. Yep. Um, which you know, we, you know, was not good. Nope. So they immediately brought her in. They immediately brought her into, um, into the OR like right away. Uh, since Stacy had already had the, since Stacy, since Stacy had already had, uh, the epidural, they were able to, you know, get the, get Ava out in, uh, in eight minutes. That's amazing. And, and, and Ava was fine. Um, However, what they found out is that Stacy's uterus had ruptured, and it turns out that not only had it ruptured, but it had actually, um, it actually went over and unfortunately had kind of torn from top to bottom. Oh God! Did she did, uh, did she realize that at the time? Like, was it painful? Or I'm sure that. Actually, I'm sure that, you know, because of the epidural, she probably didn't feel much of what was happening. No, I mean, she didn't really feel any of that at all. Um, she, like, she didn't feel anything. Yeah. Um, and honestly, they, you know, she had actually asked the nurses and the doctor, uh, you know, hey, um, you know, would I have felt anything differently? And they had actually said, if you had not been on the epidural, no, it would have still felt like you, you might have, but it probably what you probably wouldn't have felt much different. Okay. Yeah. And I asked that um, just because, you know, if, if anybody goes through this situation, who's listening to this show or, or you know, just things to anticipate, we don't want to 
the last thing that that you should do is like be super stressed out about the birthing process. Doctors, nurses, they're incredible during this thing and they, they know what to do. And in fact, your body for, for women out there, uh, one of the things that, that they told us when we went through the birthing class is like, you know what, uh, in, in reality, this, this, uh, class here is probably a waste of your money because ladies, you, your body knows what to do. <laughs> and we thought we yeah. just kind of laughed about that. Um, and, yeah. and, and don't, don't let this kind of scare you, but it's worth hearing about some of these things that happen. So just, well, uh, wanted right. to add that. So with with regard to what happened with Stacy in this case, though, and this is the weird thing, um, this thing you this usually doesn't happen, like right at, at all. It it doesn't right. Um, and the reason I'm saying it doesn't usually happen is because, um, in the case of Stacy, in the case of like a uterus rupturing, it would rupture in the event that maybe that the the woman had had you know, some kind of prior surgery on it mm. uh, whether it was she had a prior c-section or what have you something like that okay um stacy had, had none of that there's no reason why she why, why this should have happened to her mm. wow but it did but it did um in this case because of what happened uh so while ava was out within eight minutes Stacy was still in surgery for four and a half hours. Oh my gosh. Um, they, they tried to repair the uterus. Um, they were not able to. Mm. So in or, in order to, and when I say in order to save her life, I mean this in this case, because we found out later on that she had lost three liters of blood. Table. Oh my God. Yeah, so she had lost half of her blood on the table. She was she. If they hadn't, if they hadn't acted when they did, not only would I have lost my daughter, but I could have lost my wife as well. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, do- doctors so, are incredible. Yeah, like these guys, you know, these men and women at this hospital, they were on top of it. They were checking in with Stacy. Like we, they check in with her every day. Um, you know, typically with a C-section, you're still in the hospital for like four days, you know, including the day of the baby's birth. Right. Um, in this case, we were admitted into labor and delivery Thursday evening. We didn't leave until Wednesday afternoon the next week. So we were there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after the surgery, Stacy was in the surgical ICU for the, for the night just to you know, observe and make sure everything's okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it emotionally, it, it, it took a toll on both of us. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to ask actually. Like what, I mean, how are you both handling this emotionally? Uh, we are both seeing therapists <laughs> after everything has happened, not just with, uh, uh, not just with, um, you know, the loss of Jordan, but then trying to be able to kind of connect with Josh after his birth. Cause that was actually, that was really difficult as well. Knowing the fact that, Oh, well, I mean, more for me in this case. Yeah. Um, but you know, with, with the birth of, of Ava, knowing the fact that, you know, again, I could have lost her and I could have lost Stacy. That's traumatic, and, man. That's very and, traumatic. Well, and with Stacy having to immediately 
having a uh, you know the hysterectomy, she's been she's been feeling a little like you know part of her womanhood is gone. Yeah. Um. You know, and she. You know, and, and, and she hates it. Like, there are times when she will have just random breakdowns, and I am, um, you know, and I, I'm there right beside her, kind of, you know, trying to make sure that she's okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's been difficult. It's yeah. been, I think it's just, know, it's just a one day at a time sort of thing man and and uh, it's a uh, i could imagine that that is a tremendous challenge and and uh, i uh when i when you had told me about that and, and just knowing everything that you guys have gone through um you know I, it just has been i've been praying for you guys i've been thinking a lot about you guys so i uh you guys show so much strength and i think that there's um there, there's no way you guys can't handle anything that gets thrown at you. And that that's sort of the, the tenacity and the resilience that I've seen out of you guys. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to share that thought with you because I think that it's, it really is inspiring what you guys have gone through and come out on the other side. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been rough. Um, you know, because all three of the, because all three of our kids were born at the same hospital. We've, we've built a bit of a rapport with several people there yeah. and you know, they've, they've come to us, you know, they came to us afterwards and we're just saying, you know, you two are some of the strongest people we have ever met. You know, like they go, you've had the loss of your firstborn son, uh, your, your second born son. He was hospitalized for two weeks for various, you know, for, um, for failure to thrive, right. you know, and then, and then we have this, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's been very, very, very rough. Yeah. And if, if I remember, uh, and if I remember back to, um, to the, to the episode that you had originally recorded, I, I believe you kind of talked about, you know, some of the ways of how, how it's important to be there, um, for you and your partner, um, what, what mm-hmm. sort of, I always like to kind of think about words of wisdom that, that dads on this show can, can share. How would you elevate that? Like given all the experience of what's been going on lately, um, would you add any additional context to that statement? Um, I think in this case, what I would say is that, you know, as you know, as guys, you know, we are expected to put on a a very strong face, a very kind of protective face, you know, and try to you know always be strong for everybody involved and never never to cry, um, cry, cry your eyes out, yeah. uh, it, you know. First of all, that. Second of all, um, you know, you, you always think of guys having to be like the strong one, you know. Oh, right. you know, and. You know, not to get all political, but there's this whole idea that you know that right now, because of all like the Me Too movement and all that, that oh, men are feeling threatened. No, no, men are not feeling threatened. All right, the fact of the matter is, is that women are actually a lot, women are actually a lot stronger 
than we men give them credit for. Right. You know, and, you know, and, and, and seeing like seeing how, you know, seeing what Stacy has gone through and just being there for her yeah. and, and her having to put on this face of every day of, you know, I'm okay. Despite the fact that I had to, I had a surgery done on me that I had no choice about, but in order to save my life, you know, I, I actually told her this. I said, listen, you know, I may be, she calls me her rock and I go, you know, I may be her, your rock, but you're my mountain. Okay. You are like the strongest woman I know. And like, she's sitting here. So I'm sure she's hearing this and she's smiling at me right now. And she's kind of, you know, giving a tear. Uh, oh, she's tearing up. But I'm saying to her, you know, like, she is literally the strongest woman I know to have gone through all, all of this. You know, like she had no choice in any of this. And yet, you know, here she is. She's going through day to day and just able to look at our daughter and our son. And while, you know, we had thought about, you know, potentially having another child after Ava, knowing the fact that that's been taken away from us, you know, so we have no choice in this anymore. Um, I mean, not with the two of us, uh, you know, we'd have to have a surrogate or something. Um, right. You know, but you know, we, she is just so. No, it's inspiring, man. Like, like, like yeah, she's, she's, she's shown powerful. a, tre- yeah, she's shown a tremendous amount of strength. And this is so, so this, and this kind of wraps back to the point of, of now being a father to a daughter. Um, one of mm-hmm. the things that that I've reflected on a lot in being the father of a daughter, and I actually this is so timely because you know today I I posted something on the uh, on the the Dad Chronicle Facebook page of uh, the rules for dating my daughters, and uh, you know I, the the classic example of like overprotective dad. Uh, you know, uh, shotgun sitting on the porch with a shotgun. I joke around about, you know, some of that stuff, but in the end, you know, this, this rule that this guy kind of shares about rules for dating my daughters, he says this, he says, you'll have to ask them what their rules are. I'm not raising my little girls to be any, or to be the kind of women who need their daddy to act like some creepy possessive badass in order to protect them to be treated with respect. Uh, you will respect them, and if you don't, I promise they won't need my help putting you back in your place. Good luck, pumpkin. <laughs> I think that you know that is that encompasses the sort of ways that we need to empower the women in our lives, the, our daughters, um, etc. Uh, so uh, I think that your statement about Stacy is is spot on with what how we should kind of lift women up around us, how we should embrace them right as a rock i mean i would say the same thing as deanna she's my rock she's my mountain same thing because yeah shoot there's a reason women uh have the babies and men don't man i we we can't handle that women are way like that i it blows my mind um like when i think back to that moment and the strength that deanna had and yeah i just can't say enough yeah i mean it's true i mean you know, for like the rules of, you know, dating my daughter, you know, I don't know if I really, you know, like a lot of them because the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, with, when it comes to how like I and Stacey intend on raising Ava, we fully intend on raising her 
as being, you know, a, a strong woman. You know, yes. there's, there's no question about that. Like, well, first of all, yeah, Stacy just said, uh, you know, Ava has no choice because Stacy's her mom. Um, yeah, same with De- Deanna and Aria. It's the same exact dynamic. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, furthermore, um, it's one of those things where I know that her older brother is going to be there because her older brother, you know, Josh is now getting into like Star Wars. Like he's seeing me, well, you know, not just Star Wars, but I think I mentioned this last time as well. But you know, now he's seeing me play video games. Yeah, and he he wants to play as well. So you know, one of the things that Stacy did is to kind of you know allow me to distract myself from the trauma and to kind of deal with it is. Yeah, and we and not and not take advantage of it. Yes, but, of um, course. But she had, and we had, we had money put away. You know, in general, we've been saving for various things. Um, she allowed me to get an, a Nintendo Switch, and the way nice. I justified it is, I said, you know, I'm going to be getting Mario Kart on it. There's a couple other games I'm getting. I'm going to get on it so that Josh and I can play together. And when it comes time for Ava to play, she can play too. Yeah, it's um, great. So yeah, so Josh has sat down with me, and because of how portable the system is. And because of how easy the controls are, um, Josh and I have sat down and we play Mario Kart. That uh, is he d- awesome. He doesn't quite get the idea of how to steer, um, but it's okay, you know. So I, I beat him, but he has fun. And that's- <laughs> um, are you going to be that dad that lets him beat you every once in a while? Or are you going to be like, son, you need to to win on your own uh, accord here, or something like that? What, what sort of? You know, I, I have a very strong feeling that. Uh, because of how he is, he's going to actually end up beating me on my own, uh, on his own. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty certain about that. Uh, and then, you know, when, when Ava comes, when it comes time for Ava, um, I will train her to be able to, uh, you know, to, you know, dutifully unseat her brother. When <laughs> there there you go. <laughs> Your brother has, yeah, I need you to, you need to, uh, uh, take vengeance upon your brother for for defeating your father that's funny man. yeah oh yeah absolutely um you know but so but with you know with this game system it's you know we intend on having you know ava's gonna see the things that we the fandoms that we have you know yeah ava's gonna see that i'm into star wars uh ava's going to see that stacy and i are both into harry potter uh, we are very much a Ravenclaw household, oh. but I'm starting to wonder if Josh is more of a Gryffindor, but just because he charges headfirst into things without thinking about stuff. Deanna and I, we're <laughs> a Hufflepuff household, and uh, proud know, of it. I, I can I can kind of see that actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, I mean, like I, you know, Stacy and I are, are again are very much Ravenclaw. Um, through and through, you know, we we believe that with with smarts and intelligence, uh, they can get you through anything. Um, so you know, we, and we're the again, type we of house where way. you walk into the house and we hand you a beer immediately. Hence a Hufflepuff. So oh, right. Well, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. You know, we will offer you a drink as well. <laughs> but, but you're but also going to you- explain that uh, this beer is crafted from the finest of X, Y, and Z, and B, and pretty and- much, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hence, you're a Ravenclaw. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like, I, like I, I will go on a search for like perfect example. Um, Harpoon Brewing. Harpoon Brewing actually teamed up with Dunkin' Donuts, and they have made a, uh, a an espresso or a coffee based beer. And I want to find it. Ooh, that does I, sound I, good. I, 
I'll have to go see if I can find that. No, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, no, I'll see if I can find the article again because I sent it to a friend of mine. But uh, you know, like I, I will tell you, the one thing that I'm I'm actually very excited about. Oh yeah, Stacy. As an as an example, so to show how how much of a Ravenclaw Stacy actually is, uh-huh. uh, when Starbucks introduced the the maple the maple latte, which this was, this is God knows how long ago. Like this is. So it. Yeah. So, so Stacy said to me that it came out in New England and Canada one year, and then the next year it came out to the rest of the United States. Um, be, be, because of how close we are to New England, uh, she and a friend of hers hopped in the car. Well, they said, you know what, we want to try this. So we hopped in. They hopped in a car. They drove up to New England, just, Connecticut, uh, just to get a Starbucks drink. Really. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's hardcore. Yeah. I love it. That that's that that's the thing. That was like you know they're looking like Connecticut's only an hour away. Yeah, but the they're still go, you know it's, it's like still why not? Like, why yeah, not? We're gonna go, we are searching for a a hidden treasure, and yes. this treasure is is based off of these ingredients. Very much again like a, a Ravenclaw you know motif, but you know again you know every kid. There's a reason why I, I'm starting to realize there's a reason why the sorting hat and why Hogwarts allows kids in at the age of 11 is because it's that, it's that perfect age. They've, they're, they're, they're still forming their identity, but their personality is coming through. Yeah. At this point, like with Josh, again, he's a three-year-old. He's he, yesterday he ran out my he ran out my in-laws' back door without shoes or socks on, regardless of what was in the grass or on the concrete. To go jumping onto his playground and climbing up his that swing set the, and all that. Oh my gosh! And, yeah, Gryffindor. And, okay, Gryffindor. Yeah, right there. But again, he's also incredibly intelligent. He's remembering things from like a year and a half ago that were like, yeah, that that happened a year and a half ago. And he's like, gosh, yeah, yeah. Well, like he goes, you know, from back like six months ago. Now it seems like, um, you know, he actually, you know. He got. He came down with something, and he ended up in. We ended up having to take him to, uh, uh, to the ER, and he clearly remembers going to the ER. And this was at like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. He was barely awake. Oh my he wasn't gosh! Clean. And he would have been. Uh, yeah, I mean that's like. I mean that's in in um in regards to how young he is, and in regards to how young he would have been six months ago. Like that's that's impressive. Yeah, exactly. You know, so we're sitting here going, okay, he's got this memory. That memory of events and such is is both you know Stacey, is a trait that both Stacy and I have, so we know that it's a Ravenclaw trait. You know, it, it's that memory that is never going to. So funny, it. man. I, I've so I've uh, I've gone and I've asked uh, questions to some folks who have been on the show. Like, if you were to play D and D and and call your your kid, you know, like uh, or or name a class for one of your uh, for one of your kids, like what would it be? Um, and, and I'm actually going to ask now, like my audience, I'm going to say, uh, Hey, to the audience listening, if you, if your kid, uh, was in the Harry Potter universe, what, what house would they be part of? You can email the dad chronicle podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear about that. Yeah. And yeah. What, so what class would your kid play? What, what class would Josh play? I, I picture like almost like a berserker or something in D and D. Well, the funny you should ask actually, because I, I do. I do play a Star Wars RPG on Sunday nights with friends, and he's already very much into rolling the dice. Oh, to cool! There, when when doing my character creation, his dice rolling kind of OP'd me. 
Uh, like, like my charisma is above a twenty naturally, oh and it my shouldn't be. Gosh. Yeah. So. All right. Can he come down and like roll for me in any D and D games I play? That would be great. I would love it. I, you know, he would love it too. That's the funny thing. Um, he, but, d- he doesn't uh, even know what's going on in the story. He could just be like, "Listen, when am I rolling the dice? Okay, I need yeah, to." Yeah. He's going to be great well, at uh, in Vegas well, rolling dice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so the DM, he goes over and he's got like a bag of like over a hundred dice and he'll just give a whole bunch to Josh and Josh will just randomly roll them. And, you know, and he'll, he's figuring out that, you know, if, if we see a higher number, we go, wow, that's good. He gets excited. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, but with, with regard to his class, man, I, I don't, I don't know because he likes the idea because I have Nerf guns around the house. He likes the idea of shooting the Nerf guns. But I also have lightsabers, so he likes the idea of swinging lightsabers. Around. So it's like, okay, would he be like a ranger? You know, would he be like you know dual classing? Whatever it is, I mean, he would be. It would be like know. charge in head first and fight, sort of sort of thing. Figure out the but, the attack. The but I don't think plan. he'd be a berserker because I think he would actually be more of like a ranged DPS. So I'm almost thinking more like a ranger. Okay, in, I in see. And the reason why is that he's also got an arm. Like, he's oh, got an really? arm and he's got an arm. Oh, yeah. Like, he, this kid is going to play baseball. This Love kid's going to be it. a pitcher. I'm sure of it. Um, you know, like, he's he's at the point where I'll, I'll say to him, throw me the ball. And while he can't throw it to my hand, he throws it to me. Really? It'll land in my lap. Wow. Yeah. What it's, a, it's impressive. That's, that's great. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm actually. Th- th- this has been this has been actually a really funny conversation. I and I uh, I appreciate that, and and uh, I encourage our listeners write in if you if you have a thought on what what uh, house from Harry Potter or or what uh, class your kid would play in D and D. You can email the Dad Chronicle Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, that's a show, man. I I really appreciated the opportunity to catch up with you and and hear you kind of share more in depth about your story and your experience as a. As a father of a uh, of a new daughter, this has been really special because I, I was I was there in that position, holding your baby girl for the first time is the most amazing thing. It's it's a it's a different sort of experience. So yeah, you know, um, and the last awesome. thing I'll say is that last thing I'll say is you know they always talk about how a uh, they always talk about how you know the baby girls have their have their parents have their have their mother have their fathers wrapped around their fingers um yeah it, it's it's oh, totally true like, oh, as, yeah. as soon as she was born i'm like okay i i see what they're talking about so smitten immediately so smitten you know absolutely well, yeah well, oh yeah um yeah. To, to the folks listening at home today's guest is andy edelheit andy thank you again for being on the show we'll have to do it yeah. again thanks for sharing no uh, everything and, and give stacy our love and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. And for everybody uh, listening, thanks for listening. And again, I will say that you can go back and listen to other episodes of the, of the Dad Chronicle by visiting thedadchronicle.com. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Um, that always helps get the word out and uh, and share the show with your friends. So until next time, uh, Andy, you want to say goodbye to the, to the folks at home? Goodbye, Andy. <laughs> Bye. If you like this show, Check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.